Welcome to the Hakmu Podcast. You're probably wondering one or two of the following things. Who are you? What is the Hakmu Podcast? Why the name Hakmu Podcast? What are we going to do in the Hakmu Podcast? Well, before I answer those questions, let me set the mood for you. Or, you know, keep your mind at ease. Sit back, relax, and listen in. If you're driving, make sure you drive safely. Or if you're just at home typing away at your computer, trying to finish that one task you're supposed to finish like an hour ago for work, well then, just put me in the background and listen in if you want to. Or, you know, tune into your work, whatever suits you. Just leave me in the background. So, Hakmu Podcast. My name is Nish, and why that specific name? Well, instead of calling this podcast Michelle's or Mish's podcast, I I just find it really cringy. Don't ask me. I'm weird, okay? Whenever I name something of my Mish's or Michelle's, it just gives me, like, you know, it gives me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. It's nothing really logical. Hakmu, I... I had two rabbits. Well, I have one rabbit now. I had two rabbits. One of them is named Hak and the other is Mumu. So yeah, that's the premise for the name. Wow. So enlightening, isn't it? (laughs) And now, moving on to the general direction and theme of the podcast or what I'm actually trying to achieve out of the podcast. Well, nothing really, to be honest. It's I can define this podcast, I say not so intellectual and professional but an average person's rambling opinions and topic of the day mm, in conclusion just asserting my thoughts when nobody even asked <laughs> we will talk about heavy topics sometimes light and funny topics mm, it just it just moves side by side now why did i choose this specific theme or direction of the podcast you see if you know me or you well you maybe some of you don't know me but you're listening in now my let me just explain <laughs> though I'm the type of person who listens to more heavy topic podcasts for example murder mystery and crime podcasts but I think it would be interesting to just have a podcast you can listen to on your own in your own free time and definitely safe space where you can actually alleviate or, you know, try to take your mind off a concern you've had or are having now. Maybe get your brain churning about things you've never really paid attention to or even just, you know, my podcast can act as like a background noise for when you're at home and you're not in the mood for music or just can't find something you want to listen to, but you still want that noise in the background. So, before we jump right into today's podcast, which I am so sorry, but it's going to be a little heavy. It's like, you know, when you go back to school on the first day of school and your teacher is like, okay, since today is the first day of school, we're not going to do any homework or I'm not going to give you anything to do. Just like, listen to me explain about myself and like, you know, when you go back, you can relax. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) 
You're gonna listen to me talk about some heavy topics. Okay. Now, before jumping right in, if you didn't know, if you don't know, if you came, if you just discovered this podcast while randomly scrolling through Spotify or something, my social media handle for Instagram is at Michelle N. Pereira. I please don't ask me if I have TikTok or anything else because TikTok is it's just my trash dump <laughs> for animals and stupidly funny videos. Now, we're gonna move right into it. But first, disclaimer. I am not discrediting, implying exaggeration or belittling, belittling anyone's situation. I can't even speak. Mentioned in this podcast. Also, I'm aware that ideas I have for a podcast is probably not original and there are probably a lot of people who have done what I'm doing and I'm in no way trying to claim originality. Lastly, I'm not a professional of any sorts, unless stated, which I really highly doubt, but you know, never say never, I guess. That being said, please refer to credible individuals if you really want professional advice and opinions. I'm merely giving my two cents and or painting a picture of what others might do alongside myself if I am in the particular situation through experience of having gone through it or, you know, just stories and happenings people around me have experienced and have told me. So, what are we going to do today? We are going to discuss some posts that are present on the subreddit, am I an a-hole? So, what is the subreddit, I am an a-hole? Well, if you've been on the internet long enough, you probably know what a subreddit is, but a quick refresher to like my later dudes. <laughs> uh, a subreddit is basically a thread on the website or app rabbit reddit sorry rabbit <laughs> whereby you can actually post um you know where users connect uh, who are mostly anonymous in real life though their handles are shown in the subreddit itself who seek advice slash opinion in regards to whether the situation they personally like face or sometimes others have faced or maybe even their the actions that they've made make them an a-hole so i don't know whether i explained it correctly but like <laughs> wow so professional such a professional podcast but yeah it's basically an opinion column i guess where people tell you whether you're valid for doing something slash thinking something so basically yeah it's basically what the title entails am i an a-hole Okay, okay, everyone got that? I I hope you did. <laughs> Anyways, moving to the first post. Now, trigger warning, before we directly jump into the post itself, some of the posts that we will be talking about slash the topics we are going to dive into may include, um, will include um, triggering topics for certain people. So, some of it, include um, abortion, um, slight racism, as well as a, a bit of sexism, I guess. I don't really think it's more sexism, but I'm just putting it out there in case you get heavily triggered by these 
topics. So the first one is titled, Am I the a-hole for coughing? It reads, Hi, I am new and this happened a couple of months ago. My friends and others said that I had the coronavirus and didn't want to get near me that much. So I faked coughed and they got even further away from me. I started laughing and my friends didn't care, but some of the other people said that it was not funny, but to me, it was perfectly reasonable. They made fun of me with Asian stereotypes and they didn't care when the other guys did it. Also, my friends are really good and new and we made jokes about each other, so it was fine for them, but not the others because they actually weren't what they said sorry it's just the reason why i was struggling with reading this post is because there were no punctuations except for like one a comma and one full stop and the spelling wasn't amazing well i'm not trying to call this person out but like can you please write it in a way that I can understand. <laughs> Anyways, moving to the discussion itself. The first thing I have to say for this is that two wrongs doesn't make one right. Like, I can do something bad because my friend did something bad, but it doesn't make any of us right. In this time and period whereby people are know losing their loved ones they are losing their sense of smell taste going through so much pain hospitals especially in malaysia i'm not sure whether other countries are facing this but i'm pretty sure they are to an extent whereby hospital beds are just filling up and people who come in like new patients who have been infected by the virus coming in are subjected to either staying on the floor because there aren't enough beds to occupy them to accommodate to them alongside um people not being able to receive the vaccination because their country is either too poor for it too corrupt for it or they just don't have the facilities to do it i think like the coughing situation it might seem it might seem very light to us. I understand the premise of joking around with friends, but I wouldn't joke around by fake coughing, especially if any of my friends seriously thought I had coronavirus. It's just... I I don't find it funny, even if it was a joke. I Maybe this person found it funny, and I can't bash them for their sense of humor, but... I can say that, you know, yeah, it's it's not something I would do. I don't think it's something anyone would do in this situation. Again, as mentioned, so many of these issues, uh, issues have arose from this pandemic. So to have you, this person, take it lightly and cough in people's face. Um... Okay, I I don't want to disrespect this person's opinion. They can have their opinion on this. They can assume that this coughing um, is a light joke of sorts, but that doesn't um, 
that doesn't mean that others should also take it as a joke. But I also sympathize with the person for having gone um, made fun of for their, you know, Asian... I'm not sure what they were made fun of because it only says that they were made fun of with Asian stereotypes. But, okay, you... Okay, the one thing I've learned in life is that you can't fight um, personal attacks, like other personal attacks that you have faced, with your own personal attacks. So, I guess I'll leave it at that. But yeah, I do think you are an... I wouldn't say you are an a-hole for coughing, but I would say you are ignorant for coughing. I know. Anyways... Moving on to the next one, <laughs> it is titled, Am I an a-hole for having this opinion on child support? So, it reads, I find myself thinking this way, and I, be, I may be an a-hole sorry, for thinking this, but if abortion is the right of a woman, then being able to completely separate yourself from the child both financially and responsibility-wise, should be the right of the men. It is not fair they force guys to deal with something when the other party involved get to decide if the problem exists or not. Otherwise, the male should have a legal say and whether the child is aborted or not. And nobody wants that. Abortion is the absolution of responsibility for a child that is what it's mainly used for in today's society. And it should be able to be used for that a mistake was made and a woman should not have to take responsibility for that if they don't want to but why don't men have that right okay i'm not sure whether it's a thing to have to provide child support in malaysia i'm pretty sure it is but you know i've not really heard of a case or anything like that and i've not really been involved in any fights or struggles in relation to that so i can't really speak too much on that topic but from opinion wise i can give my two cents into it but first let's talk about abortion itself i kind of want to use a different term look i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing because i am kind of uncomfortable with the topic (laughs) um no not like uncomfortable in a bad way it's just you know one of those feelings anyways moving on I don't really like the term abortion because when I think of the word abortion, it's just, I think of how people use the noun abort for like, you know, bombs, rockets, anything explosive. So I guess the word abortion doesn't trigger me, but it's just, it doesn't sound nice. So I may use another word in replacement for abortion, I guess. Let me think. No, not getting it off. I think I will use the term relieving, like R-E-L-I-E-V-I-N-G. Am I spelling that right? Relieving of... Relieving of life? Relieving of fetus? No, no, no. Relieving of life? I guess. Okay, yeah, I'll just say reliving of life or reliving of... I can't say baby because a lot of people might, like, say, oh, it's not a baby, but... Relieving of... Yeah, reliving of life. Okay, let's just move on. So, 
one thing I will talk about right now is the premise for when people do actually have do make the decision to actually relieve themselves of this life that is inside of them to my knowledge that is one of the reasons I can say is probably when two people have engaged in sexual encounters and they purposefully didn't wear protection which I don't understand but you know maybe they were in a rush or like they were in that moment and they just did it and one of the partners involved got pregnant but there's also a um a different situation that is similar whereby the two consenting partners have engaged in sexual encounters that were protected the usage of birth control and or condoms were administered use whatever you want to call it but rarely does this happen but it does whereby the protection doesn't work say it was broken or maybe it was accidentally missed or it just happened can't be explained so that's one scenario i can think of for people wanting to relieve of a life secondly um secondly when it comes to the life being inside of them the fetus itself or the future child in them would be detrimental to their health so for example if a woman has had trouble conceiving or the child um, face problems the fetus the the life in them has face problems sickness and it's causing distress as well as health decline for the mom carrying it then i can see that as another possibility of relieving of the life itself and third it's just it's just voluntary it's just wanted because of say it can be for many reasons this specific reason i'm talking about is maybe the person who wants the relieving of life has like a new direction in their career or they just have too many kids or you know these voluntary um outcomes in their life had made this decision available for them and for the last one for the last reason as to why a relieving of life would take place is definitely the most well not really the most heartbreaking because relieving a life i believe is not the easiest thing to do in the world it's a very difficult decision it doesn't just impact the person like it doesn't just impact the life itself that is being relieved but also the person who made the decision to do so um anyways speaking of the last reason i can come up with is because the individual who wants to relieve the life was actually sexually assaulted so i i know of someone who has faced that situation but obviously i won't dive into their story or i'm not gonna speak too much about it because i think it's something personal to them but yeah i understand like regardless of your reasoning to make the decision to relieve a lie oh my god i'm making it so complicated 
the regardless of your reason to do so i i respect your decision for doing so i can't say i fully support every reason there is out there obviously it's not none of my business i've not gotten pregnant before and i've not gone through the process of relieving a life i know it's it's just i have my own opinions about that that doesn't make my opinion right it's just my personal beliefs and i'm not trying to impose that okay anyways now that we've talked about the reasons as to why relieving a life happens we can dive into the male and female role in this like the i'm not saying that like um individuals who are not in a hetero romantic uh, relationship can't do this i'm just saying it's easier for me to say it's if it's between a man and a woman okay yeah yeah okay we get it we get it okay <laughs> so i remember there was once in uni whereby one of my lecturers talked about this topic abortion relieving a life okay and she was asking the opinion of whether it was the woman's decision to relieve the life or not regardless of the partner itself the man and a lot of most of them most of the students especially some of the female students well now my i'm making it complicated most of the fe- most of the students female and male agreed that it should be discussed and it should be a mutual um decision rather than example the female wants it but the male doesn't want it but i remember there was one girl who raised up her hand and said that miss i think it should just be the woman's decision not just because it is her body but it's also because she doesn't want to place that responsibility onto the man itself which i thought it was quite interesting because i've never really thought about that i've never really thought about a woman wanting to go through the act of relieving a life like the abortion itself um alone because they want to spare their partner or it could have been a friend that you know they made a one night decision or a stranger they wanted to spare that the other person of feeling the burden or guilt they would maybe face for the rest of their lives because uh for making the decision of relieving the life so where my opinion comes in is that i believe in the former which is i think both parties involved should indeed discuss because it's not just one party that created the life itself both men and women came together to create this form so i think it's only appropriate for both partners to sit down and come to a concise a decision together about what to do i don't believe in just one person taking action but i will say when it comes to a dis- decision whereby if the male doesn't want it and the woman does want to keep it i think she should keep it 
but she should also understand that she should understand that she might not get support from her partner or the person she did the thing with <laughs> you know so every decision made has consequences i'm not saying it's a bad or a good decision to keep the life when you didn't want to when your partner didn't want to but what i'm saying is that we can't control other people's um, thoughts and decisions so if you were highly against it and you've already mentioned to your partner that you have no desire in keeping the said um, life but they still went through with it i don't think you are an a-hole for thinking of how um thinking why should i give child support when i didn't want to and i clearly express my disinterest in following through with that decision of keeping the life but i would say that at the end of the day that offspring the child once it is out shares half your dna or don't quote me on the dna part i'm not sure but what i'm saying is it's half you so it's your decision on whether you want to you it's your conscious i guess your conscious like 10 years from now when or if you do get married and if you do have kids that you voluntarily wanted with your partner or even if you didn't get married but if you see a child on the street holding hands with their parents would you feel guilty about not being in the life of the child you wanted to give up I'm not saying you should be the best parent out there for a child you didn't want happen and you clearly express disinterest in but what i'm saying is that doing the bare minimum could maybe relieve you of your conscience not just that but it's just the right thing to do i guess even if you didn't want to so enough of this rambling of mine that probably doesn't make sense but i don't think you're an a-hole this person i don't think this person is an a-hole for having the this opinion on child support but what i'm saying is that this person may be an a-hole for thinking it from this perspective of it is men's right it is also women's right how this person should be going through like going through to it in this um point is that they should have expressed it in a i don't think it's fair for me because i do not want this child because of a b and c i just don't think it's fair that my partner wants to keep it maybe because i don't have enough financial support to provide the child support itself or you know but yeah i think phrasing it in this manner of whether it is right for women to do it whether it's right for men to do it whether it's wrong for men to do it whether it's wrong for women to do it it's just your intentions your goal of the goal of your discussion is pulled through it's just that the way you are phrasing it 
this person phrasing it makes it seem like they're more concerned for the right of each gender or each sex, sorry, whichever you prefer, rather than having the child's best interests at heart. So yeah, that's what I have to say. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I guess everyone has their own thoughts and that's mine. Not saying it's right or wrong, but yeah. Anyways, moving to the next post, the third one. I actually have four. I didn't mention it. This this is not a structured podcast. I, I really don't know. Thanks for tuning in anyways. Anyways, the third post is titled, Am I Wrong? It reads, So something I like to do when I am bored is find women that are selling nudes or even sexual meetups on Snapchat. Ask them a bunch of questions as if I am going to pay for their service and then block them. Like I guess I enjoy wasting their time thinking that they are about to get paid then just disappear. I don't think we need to discuss much about this because in conclusion, yes, you are an a-hole for doing that. Well, I know a lot of individuals, a lot of people, especially more conservative-minded individuals, might think like, meh, it's not wrong. It's not really a selling nudes or, you know, sexual advancements are something that's good, but we have to remember that regardless of the service you are providing, as long as it's legal, I'm not sure whether selling nudes is illegal or not, but I'm pretty sure there's no law that says you, you, thou, shall not sell nudes. But regardless of whatever service you are selling that is not illegal and that the recipients, your, the consumers know what they are getting into and you're not cheating them of it, if the recipient is being interested but they are not pulling through they're just disappearing it it's always a wrong situation well one thing i would like to say about this is that a lot well okay here's my thought let me try to be structured for once (laughs) so what are my opinions on the sex industry i have a lot of opinions on this i'm not sure whether i can word it properly or phrase it properly but let me do it a lot of people might think, oh, the sex industry, it's it's not necessary. So whatever happens out there, regardless of whether like you get um, beat up, whether you get cheated, it doesn't matter. You're in the sex industry. No, that is wrong. Here's why I say this. I genuinely feel bad. Well, not feel bad or pity or anything. I just... I just wish that people in the sex industry, those who were forced to do it, even those who want to do it, it's fine, whatever. I just wish people who were made to do it were given more opportunities than they wouldn't do it, if you get what I mean. So a lot of people assume that people in the sex industry, everyone just wants to do it because, oh, they like sex, so they're like, you know, I'm going to be in the sex industry. No, that's the wrong mindset to have. A lot of sex workers. I mean, I, I've not met. I, I mean, I've met one sex worker. Um, I think it was two years ago. 
I did this not outreach program. I don't want to specify it too much, but I did this program that made me go out and talk to people. And I remember I encountered a transgender woman. She was from another state, but she's now staying in the current state that that I'm in, Selangor, whatever. And she told us that, well, she told me that she was a sex worker at night, but a cleaner by day. So we were like, oh, um, you know, why, like, how did you get into sex work? Could you enlighten us? And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, so basically, um, before she transitioned, I don't think she was transitioned, like, surgically. But, you know, before she discovered her identity of being transgender... She was actually um, a male living in another state. Obviously, I mentioned that. And when she discovered her, her identity, her family kicked her out. So that was really l- rough. And she, it wasn't like she was one of those rich um, people that lived in like a mansion but then they were kicked out because they didn't want to do something but they still had money and everything no she came from a okay family but because she identified as a female she was kicked out and she didn't have much to her name in fact she probably didn't have anything at all to her name so she i i guess she's dreamt of coming to the city and so that's what she did but because she is transgender there were not any, I could say, job opportunities that presented to her as a transgender individual. Because here in Malaysia, we, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of people here still have the mindset that transgender individuals are weird or outcast or going against God. That manner. I'm not saying these opinions are truthfully like the most um the wrong thing i can't speak on that because it depends on what you believe but i would say it is bad to the extent that you're isolating people because of that i feel like it's bad to have that mindset regardless like whatever that's a whole other topic but anyways she couldn't afford a place to stay food nothing so she became a cleaner but even then, she couldn't sustain herself because cleaners here are not as appreciated as cleaners, I guess, or workers like this in other Western countries. A lot of Malaysians sadly see cleaners as sort of dirt. So she wasn't earning at all. And she had to resort to sex work to, make, to barely make ends meet. And I guess hearing her story, it didn't strike a chord with me in the sense where I felt enlightened. But I did feel sad. That that was a moment that made me not realize, but made me more conscious or more, I guess, not sympathetic, but made me try to be more understanding towards sex, sex work, sorry. 
I'm not saying that before this story I heard I was like, oh yeah, sex work is bad, huh? You're all like, you know, bad. No, I'm not saying that. It's just, there's just so many reasons why someone would be in the sex industry. Like I mentioned, this woman, I forgot her name. I'm so sorry, woman. <laughs> this woman, she couldn't make ends meet. She was cast out by her family. Transgender individual. Or I'm pretty sure even, you know, transgender individuals, they don't have employment opportunities. And I'm not just speaking on transgender individuals' behalf in Malaysia, but also other, like, women and men in sex industries. Some of them, they don't have the education background and or opportunities to pursue a job that requires them to do work an example is i've heard people say like oh why can't the sex workers you know just go to 7-eleven apply for a job and i get it like you see a foreigners work there you know it's not that hard the thing is we need to remember that we are not in these people's shoes i'm pretty sure even if you want to work at 7-eleven you at least need an stm cert and sometimes these individuals who are in the sex work they were not given the opportunity to complete their stm not just because like i don't think it's also i guess there are people who like didn't take school seriously but there are also people who didn't have the choice didn't have the opportunity to complete their studies because of say circumstances like your parents got sick their parents were the only breadwinner so now they have to take up the responsibility of taking care of of not just their parents but providing for their other siblings as well or if they were not intellectually they were not as intellectually advanced and they failed but they tried their best you know it's just so many different scenarios we don't even try to think about but we try to impose our morals into it into the situation by saying Oh, what would you do when you go back to God and God asks you, why the heck did you join like this sex work? Would you still be proud? I think many of us need to stop imposing our own morals, thoughts, and in general, just stop asserting our opinion into situations whereby we don't know the full context. So yeah. Anyways, going back to this. As mentioned before, because of all these situations, scenarios, these hardships, difficulties many sex workers face, I would definitely say this person is slash was an a-hole for wasting their th- time thinking they would get paid. It also brings in the topic of OnlyFans, but I don't want to dive too much into it because I guess, like, I'm just going to ramble on and on on the same topic. But yeah, this person is an a-hole. Don't do that. If you're not interested in it, then say you're not interested in it, in them. And like, go. it's not that difficult. Why are you wasting people's time? It's the same as um, asking like a small business owner, Hey, um, I want to get this. Can you tell me all about it? And having a full-blown conversation for two, three days. But then you leave them on read and just disappear. It's not cool, my dude. You are an a-hole. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the fourth um, post. It is titled, I feel bad. Should I? Question mark. 
it reads so my girlfriend and i broke up a few weeks ago due to me having to move we still keep in touch pretty frequently and we both still have feelings for each other but can't do anything since i moved out of the country and didn't want to do long distance i was playing truth or dare with an old friend and things escalated and she eventually sent pretty risque photos and I immediately felt bad and shut it down and told my ex what happened. She's asleep right now and hasn't read any of my messages. And none of my friends think I'm in the wrong, but I still feel bad. Should I? Should I have told her? Mm. This is a pretty tricky situation. I guess it depends on the ground rules of your relationship with your ex because the thing is you mentioned that this person sorry i'm keep, i keep saying you guys like as though y'all are the ones that wrote it but anyways it depends on what arrangements this individual who wrote this post with and their ex-girlfriend had so this person said the reason why they broke up is because they moved out of the country and he doesn't want to do long distance or she doesn't want to do long distance i i can't um for this sake let's just say it's a he okay so if the only reason they broke up was because of the long distance and they have had plans of reuniting if this person moves back then i would say um technically they're not cheating because they broke up but if your ex-girlfriend if their ex-girlfriend and you have promised each other that they would get back together as soon as you they move back or they would try to make it work in maybe a month or two once like the moving out emotions settle in then yeah it might be considered uh, wrong but then again, if we're just going logic, like the logic route, then no, you're not an a-hole. You're not bad for doing it because, you know, you're no longer together. You're technically not cheating, but emotionally, it's a whole different story. Emotionally, you don't get over someone. I, I guess it depends on the person itself but i'm pretty sure almost every breakup that existed in this world or any um relationship that was put on hold it affects both individuals if not one person and they would take some time to try and recuperate and get over it an example i can give was when my previous relationship ended it took me almost a year plus to get over it and when I say get over it, not everyone, um, we're not crying every day. That's what I'm saying. When people say they're trying to get over their ex, it's not like they're crying every day, immediate, like Disney princess style, like throwing, like flinging themselves off onto the bed and like crying dramatically. That's not what people men- mean when they say they're trying to get over their ex. Well, at least in my case. If you do that, then I'm sorry, okay? I I didn't mean to call you out or, like, drag you. I'm just explaining my side. But for me, for me, the crying stopped, like, after a week, two weeks. 
quite fast, to be honest. I it wasn't like a dramatic movie for me whereby I cried every day for six, seven months straight. It was more like um, subliminal actions that I take, or subliminal thoughts that I've had, that made me realize that the person I was in a relationship with were no longer connected in any way. An example I can give is when I. first started dating after um, my ex, I felt bad because it felt like I was cheating on my ex at that time. Because I was still getting over him, but it felt like I was cheating on him even though we weren't together. It's like those lingering moments because you are so used, when you break up, When you've broken up with someone and you've especially been in a longer period or like uh, your relationship is more on the longer period of time, example one year plus etc. You tend to develop more habits, attitudes, well not, I mean attitudes as in you develop more attitude changes to suit your partner. Like, your opinions may change on certain things. Before you met your partner, you could have liked something. But after you met your partner and you saw it through their eyes, it could be different. So, yeah, it's just a lot of these changes. After you break up with someone, you have to break it back down to the basics of where you started before you met your partner. So, it's really difficult to get over someone. Like, that's the... too long didn't read version of it i don't know why i dragged it out so long i tend to do that but yeah anyways i wouldn't say you're an a-hole for well this person yeah this person is not an a-hole if you feel bad i understand you you know it's natural to feel bad but like i said if you made prior um promises to your ex-girlfriend saying that you won't see anyone or like you wouldn't engage in anything until the next time they meet or like whatever then you might be wrong but i'm just going to assume that this person just broke up with their girlfriend they're still friend because they still like each other but they don't know when they're gonna get together or if they're gonna get together it's still like fresh off the breakup i would say no It's not. You, you're you valid. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Also, should you have told your girlfriend? No, I don't think you should have told her. But again, depends on the premise of your relationship. Have you guys broken up? But you are still in that threshold of we're gonna get back together. I know. It's good that you feel bad. It means that you're, you know, you... You take these things lightly. I mean, not lightly, sorry. You take these relationship um, actions seriously. So, no, I don't think you're an a-hole. And if I don't think you should have told her, but now that you've told her, I don't think she should get mad at you. I mean, again, emotional. You guys love each other, maybe. So she might get upset by it, even though y'all are not together, but, you know, don't, you're not in the wrong, okay? But don't use anyone as a rebound, okay? That, that's my one advice. 
I'm I I don't say I'm not saying I did it, but I'm just saying don't do it. Okay. So yeah, that's the last post from the subreddit. Am I an a hole? I would like to thank everyone. Thank you for listening in to my first podcast ever. It was probably a roller coaster ride of just me rambling on and off. You probably you might not even understand my point coming across, but you know what? It's fine. <laughs> I understood it, and you probably got the gist of it. So, yeah, thank you for listening in, and if you like it, do let me know personally. And you know, maybe there would be more podcast episodes to come, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.